Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 on KATX and KWBY, as Angela Robinson joins Terry Slavens to share important financial information to help you live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, estate and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. Well, very pleasant. Good Monday morning, everyone. Welcome into Life Planning 101 <laughs> right here on KTX KWBY. Terry Slavens with you, joined by Angela Kennedy Robinson. We do have a, a great show, I know, lined out because, um, you know, these are some interesting times that we're living in. And I think a lot of people have questions about their, you know, not, not only the future of our country, obviously, that's the headlines, <laughs> but uh, the future of their own self and what their financial situation is going to be like and what they need to be doing with um, their investments and, and how they need to be thinking about their retirements. And, you know, I've talked to several people in the last several weeks and, and the sentiments, one of two things, it's really interesting. One of the sentiments is, is that they're, they're scared. And, you know, they're really scared of what, you know, they perceive as a, uh, forgive me for saying this, Aaron, house of cards. So you're going to have to defend that um, of investments. Right. And then, you know, the other sentiment is exactly the opposite. It's almost as if they just are numb to what is going on from an investment perspective. You know, these last 10 years have just seemed like this is going to be the thing that we do right no you know lots maybe ups and downs but the general consensus is we're going to make a pile of money in the markets and uh so you have these two extremes and extremes are never good i mean really i mean if you think about it extremes are never good in life and so here we are faced with all of this today and i know a lot of people have a lot of questions about what they really need to be thinking about and we read these headlines and it is it is an interesting time a scary time because we don't even know what to believe and so that's what we hope to give you today what to believe, what you need to be thinking about, what you need to be focusing about. No pressure, Aaron Kennedy, um, our very own CFA, (laughs) Kennedy Financial. But I know our listeners want to hear the truth and what they need to be thinking about their investments. So we'll let you run with that. All right. It's big shoes to fill right there. Uh, This has been a really crazy market here, here recently, and a lot of stuff has happened since the last time I was on, the biggest being the election. And, you know, we had a lot of people very afraid about what's going on. It, it seems like there's going to be lots of changes. One, one way or the other, there was going to be changes. And the fear was that what, what was, how was the market going to react to that? And it, it was a very, very legitimate fear. But looking back through time, really the market really doesn't care who's in office. And you could see the market did very well after the election. And I don't think it was saying at all that uh, the market likes Biden over Trump or either way. You know, the market did go straight up and more than likely it was celebrating that there was going to be a mixed government. You know, if we have a Democratic president and a Republican Senate, what in the world is going to get through office? I mean, what laws are going to get changed? Not much. Not much, you know, and that's what the market likes. You know, if we've run all these models for the last four years, now we don't have to go back and change anything. You know, so the market's celebrating it, and it's up almost uh, 7% since election. 
that's a big, big jump. And you were talking about areas of the market moving that haven't been moving. Yes. The breadth of the market is fantastic. And really, it started a couple weeks ago. You know, the value part of the market, the things that have been so beat up are coming back. You know, and that's uh, that should be a good sign of market recovery. That's strange to say because, you know, if you look at the market, the market's been up during all this time, but only a very small part of the market. Right. You know, only the stay-at-home, uh, the nesting stocks are the ones that have, you know, just knocked the ball out of the park. Um, all the other, the travels, the financials, most of the industrials have just been kicked in the teeth, and it hasn't been fun. But that is really what uh, has been moving the market here in the last couple of weeks, almost two to one. Mm. And it's wonderful. That's what we want to see. So what is it celebrating? You know, and it, it could be the vaccine. We have several companies out there that are saying that there's going to be a vaccine and we're all going to be able to get back out and get back to our normal lives. But um, who knows? You know, <laughs> before the election, there was a lot of people saying that they weren't going to take it. Um, even our vice president was very, very negative about the vaccines. You know, California's having a shutdown right now. They're trying to shut down the north, right? Mm. So, so who knows where this market's going? But one thing it is looking forward to is the vaccine. I know there was some news out this morning uh, that another company was coming out with one, and it looks like the market is very positive. And it's the same exact story where the, the things that are beaten up the most are recovering the fastest. Wow. You know, it's so interesting you say that. So this morning I was uh, working on a plan and entering a bunch of funds and my oldest gets up. And he's like, Mommy, what are those? And I explain, okay, well, these are like your investments. And he says, well, can I see mine? So we pulled his up on the screen. And uh, he owns QQQ, which, by the way, is big tech. You know, you've got Apple and Microsoft and all those in there, which that's a whole different story. I don't know why he picked that. Um, and then he owns this little value fund. And, you know, he, he looked at the little total returns. He says, well, that one's done a whole lot better than that one. And, and so we went through the ideal of, okay, so which one should you be buying right now? And uh, he said, well, that one makes more money. And I said, well, that doesn't mean it's always going to make more money. And, uh, you know, the That's interesting right. thing is, is here we are having this conversation this morning about value and about how beat up it is. And, and for those of you that don't know what value is, I think this is extremely important of what part it plays in the market and what, what it is. Aaron, can you speak to that for a second? Uh, just value companies are ones that are cheaper on different metrics. A good one is uh, price to book or how much your company is worth versus basically all the assets inside of it. And the cheaper that is, the further down the value plane it goes. And you can look at it from several different measures, how much you're paying for every dollar of earnings, every dollar of cash flow. And um, if you think about it, a lot of that's going to be your banks, your travel. Just think cheap companies versus what they have. So not shiny objects. It's the stuff not, that not the shiny necessities. Ob objects. The, the the toothbrush aisle. That's right. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, over the last twelve months, it's been huge. the The difference. One of the metrics that we look at is the the high minus low index, and uh, it's negative forty seven percent. That's how much the the super expensive stocks have outperformed wow. the cheap stocks, and that was from uh, twelve months as of September. You know, but 
going forward, you know, that is really what's changing. And that's what we that's what we want to see. We want to see the whole market participating. Yeah, so that sounds, sounds like a good, refreshing report to get us started right here on Live Planning 101. When we come back, we're going to be talking more about COVID, interest rates, inflation, and the election, taxes, all that good stuff. You don't want to miss it. And welcome back to Life Planning 101 right here on KTX KDY. I'm not even going to try to introduce who's with me this morning because I'll forget. But, uh, <laughs> Angela, take over. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, this is Angela Robinson <laughs> with my brother, Aaron Kennedy, our very own CFA at Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services. Always a pleasure to have him on once a month to stir the pot. Yes. Um, but uh, we've got some good information. And last um, month, you talked about the Fed being addicted to the money that's getting pumped. I mean, the market's getting addicted to the Fed and the money that is pumping into the economy. And I found that interesting. And, and after that, I pulled out this article that we did. This is no joke. We did this back in uh, 2013. If we remember, that was a really big year in the market. And in that article and on the show at that time, we talked about the story of the Titanic, the unsinkable quote-unquote ship right yes. uh yes and so you know and then we turn around in 2008 and we had something very similar to the titanic at that time we had something in a way that was unsinkable which was called the banks yet they failed us and how quickly we forget that we can't totally rely on these metrics and so you know i think the question in everybody's mind is we've got a propped up We've got propped up areas of the market. There's no doubt. You just talked about those numbers before the break, the difference between what's really out there, the value, the toothpaste aisle, and the shiny objects. I mean, you just take a look at Tesla. And you just think of that PE ratio. You're like, what is this? Yes. And But we've got these propped up areas in the market. And what do people need to really be doing? Because, I, I mean, it te- seems to me that we need to either make sure there's enough lifeboats on the ship now, or we need to go ahead and get in the lifeboat so we make sure we get a spot, right? <laughs> yes. Well, I, th- I think it's two conflicting uh, views or ideas. Um, you know, definitely the stay-at-home stocks are super expensive, and they really haven't been this expensive in a really, really long time. So the, the idea is, how does this continue on? You know, how, how do we, if we're paying hundreds for a dollar of earnings right now, how, how is it going to go to $200 per earnings or $300 per earnings? It's getting that far out there. So is this the time to take some gains off the table and go into some cheaper stuff? The answer is probably yes. You have 10 years worth of growth, uh, excessive growth in those areas. So it'd probably be a good time to shed some gains on those. But, you know, big picture, I mean, looking back 10 years from now, you know, what areas of the market are going to be the ones that have done the best? And I think it's going to be those tech sectors that are going to continue changing our world. I think that's really where you want to be going forward. But uh, it'd be really nice to 
pay a little bit cheaper price for it. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You know, we're always a, a big proponent of buy low and sell high and um, being proactive with your portfolio. And, uh, you know, I think, like you say, now's the time to be really looking at what you're doing. Are you just sitting along for the ride? Because I mean, if you're fine with that, it might be okay, you know, taking a big dip because just like the, you know, 2008 financial crisis, things will fall apart. They always do. But then they always piece back together. And if you can stomach that, that's great. Now, I know a lot of retirees that probably wouldn't do so well with that. No, no. <laughs> you know, most people view risk as uh, volatility, you know, and that's a scary thing. But we know the market is volatile all the time. Sure. All the time. You know, just on average, it's north of 18% on a, on a 12-month basis. Your assets should be going up and down by 18%, and that is up and down. So, you know, the market's volatile. But, you know, 70% of the time, your, your money's going to be up. 70%. You can't mm. get those, I don't want to say, yeah, odds. You can't get those odds in Vegas <laughs> or anywhere else. <laughs> so, you know, if you have that good of a chance of having your assets grow, and the goal should be growing faster than inflation, that's, that's where you want to be. And 30% of the time, you pull your hair out. You know, but long term, you, you need to be in assets that are growing. Mm-hmm. And if you have that good of a chance, then you need to stay invested. You just got to get your risk right where you can handle that 30% of the time that it's not doing exactly what you want. It was funny, I was actually reading some notes that uh, you did on a client earlier this year after they took, um, by the way, our, our risk measure test that we have online, which you can perfectly see where you're at, and then we can stress test that against what they're doing. And in this particular case, the lady had scored like a 30, and uh, her portfolio was running at about an 88, and she didn't even know it. Hmm. Had had no idea she was taking that much risk in the That's portfolio. A That's a huge difference. <laughs> and when the conversation came out, the conversation came out because she owned a lot of one stock. Yet at the end of the day, she had an emotional attachment to that stock and didn't want to sell it. And I wonder how many people are out there right now with emotional attachments to one thing or another. And if they don't get the risk right, they're going to end up hurting themselves because they're going to make a decision at the wrong time. Yes. That is right. That is exactly right. I mean, if you just look at the market, it hasn't been this congested, I guess, since the late 70s. You know, the Nifty 50 stocks, but that was Nifty 50, 50 (laughs) stocks that comprised the majority of the market. Now we're just looking at FANG, Mm -hmm. you know, six or seven stocks. That is 50% of the the NASDAQ. It's 30 to 35% of the S&P 500. There's a lot of people that are holding the same exact thing, and they're continuing to buy the same exact thing. Even if you're just not into individual stocks, if you're buying those indexes, that's what you own. You know, the majority of it, Microsoft, Facebook, you know, Google, yeah. Amazon, that, that's almost your entire portfolio. Yeah, it's across the board. Right. You you know, you bring up something really important. I think people need to have an x-ray of their portfolio right now. They really need to understand what their risk is because, as you mentioned, when you own those funds, you may look at your statement and see that you own, oh, I don't know, 20, 30 funds and think you're well diversified. But when you put that under an x-ray and you see what those funds actually own, and it's the same four, five, six stocks, 
then what are you really doing? Right. Ooh, that's scary, right? So now is the time. Now is the time. You've been getting it. How many times? How many months have we been preaching this about risk? And we keep getting second chances. So yeah. I think God's talking to somebody. Somebody's <laughs> not listening. I'm not sure what's going on, but you know something needs to happen here. So when we come back, there is more market and more Aaron Kennedy right here on Life Planning 101. You're not going to want to miss. And welcome back to Life Planning 101 right here on KTX KWY. Terry Slavin's with you, Angela Kennedy Robinson, and Aaron. It is a, a Thanksgiving week in which we're all thankful, and I know uh, we're we're very thankful at Kennedy Financial Services to be able to serve some great families and and to be here and be able to provide information. You know, I think today's times this is so important to get truth and to really understand what's going on behind the markets and it, when things are just so hard to figure out. And uh, thank you, Aaron, for being on the show with us and doing this, because I know it's really important. If you've missed the first two segments, you definitely want to go back. You can find us at www.kennedy-financial.com. Listen to the podcast, read the articles, um, sign up for our newsletter, great information, or take the stress test and really find out if your investments are doing what they're supposed to be doing um, or what you think they're doing. But without further ado, let's get into a totally different conversation regarding interest rates. Wow. Yes. They're nothing. Interest (laughs) rates are nothing right now. Less than 1% on the 10-year. You know, if your money's in cash, money market's getting 0.01, so nothing. There's nothing out there. And if you are one of those people that that are living off of your interest of your portfolio, you know, you got to be taking some pretty high credit or, you know, high-yield bonds to be getting that. And that's, that's a lot of risk especially where we are right now, if we do go through another short-term uh, shutdown or anything like that, if a company's not earning any money, how are they paying off their debt? You know, so th- there's a lot of risk there. But, you know, going forward, how do we raise interest rates? You know, uh, one of the Fed's uh, tools is to increase interest rates to starve off inflation. But we, we don't even have inflation. The technology is increasing our efficiency so quickly, you know, it is driving inflation down. You know, and I think if the Fed was not printing as much money as they were, have been, you know, over the last 12 years, we would have definitely been in a deflationary market. Deflationary. The inflation is not even keeping up with the amount of money that we're printing. You know, we're going to be at $30 trillion mm. probably this year of debt. So at $30 trillion, what happens if interest rates get back up to 5%. Now, hmm. How much money in interest is that for our well, The government, government can afford it. Yeah. So now, so now they, they can't, got something they, else to think about. Yeah. Now, they, they, now the interest rates can't go up. That's the yeah, problem. We, got, yeah. we, got, we lose a tool for the Fed to manage the economy is right. basically what happens. Yes. Yeah. And it's uh, why would they use it anyway? You know, that we're not going to have inflation. So more than likely interest rates continue to come down continue and we're at 0.8 right now so (laughs) i think it's interesting you know you say that uh no inflation or low inflation and i think it's important to go back to your conversation about you know if you're you're living off of the income of your portfolio you're sitting on excess cash you know we're big proponents about putting every dollar to work where it needs to be 
you know, having enough in your savings for your emergency fund, your savings to spend, you know, having enough in your backup plan, right? But then anything above that, you know, you need to be maximizing that dollar to fight the future. Because I think something that is interesting is it doesn't matter if interest rates are at 0.01, inflation's usually at 0.02. So it's always going to be a little bit higher than those rates. And I think it's very important for people to realize that when you're sitting in cash and buying these safe instruments such as CDs or savings, you're actually losing money. You're losing purchasing power doing that between taxes and inflation. So what do people do to find income right now? Pray. You know, this is, this is another uh, important thing that's been shaping our market for a long time. You know, if you can get 0.8 in a treasury, a good safe treasury, or you can get two, you know, being in the S&P 500, where's that driving people? I mean, people are, if you want income, you basically got to be buying stocks. And more than likely, there's a ton of people out there that have no business being in stocks right you know and if they're just doing that for the income if you go back and look at what happened this year the companies that uh, were paying the highest dividends out there have been hurt the most the companies that were the yielding double what the market is those are what's really been harmed so if you are in the market for the income you know you're in bad shape right now Right. So really, really what I hear you saying is that you need to build a risk adjusted portfolio that's going to that's set up with an active plan to produce income, but not in the sense that you think of income. Right. The dividends, the interest, you know, that's just not something that's going to keep up. So you really need to look at your portfolio different of what it can produce for you. And it shouldn't matter if it's through growth, through income. Either way, you really need to take an active look at total return, total return. So it sounds like our listeners have a lot of homework, Aaron. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. So you you need to make sure you've got an active, uh, active picture to to produce you some income buckets, not in the way you think of income. You need to make sure you're x-raying that portfolio to make sure you're not totally concentrated in all these high-priced tech stocks as of current. And you need to be finding what you can find to be on sale and being active with your management. Wow. Okay. Yes. Lots going on. Yeah, lots yes. going Something on. Th- think about and talk about around Thanksgiving. That's exactly. Right. And if you need our help, we're here. I think that's the point, right? <laughs> um, Kennedy Financial Services, thank you to all of our listeners. Happy Thanksgiving. We hope your family is full of laughter and joy over these holidays. And God bless each and every one of you. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 o'clock on KATX and KWBY for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton & Associates, Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Kennedy Financial Services, Incorporated is an independent of Calton & Associates. Is incorporated and Smart Money Group LLC.